All right, it's the Almond Gunner experience. Yes, sir. You know I like it, brother. I like when we get back in the lab just to chop it up. The last few weeks, I've gone through this thing to where I just really realized that how important preparation is. Like, you, you can't be successful if you're not prepared. And I think people want to be successful, but they don't want to do what's required. And what's required is they don't have the willingness to prepare. They just don't have the will to do it. Um, they they kind of want something for nothing. So when I start looking at all the things that are happening, you know, especially if you're looking at a news cycle or whatever it is, just really stop and think about, are we really prepared for what's really going on? Like, really? You know, even, even when we sit and we, we have these conversations about race relations and 400 years later, we're still stuck in the same place. I mean, we're not even prepared. Dude, we're not even prepared to take all of the groundwork work that's been laid for 400 years, pick it up from where it is, and then move it forward. We, we can't even do we, we not do. We're not doing it. Just not prepared. So if you're not prepared to be successful, if you're not prepared to get better, you're never going to get better. And, and, and to me, I, I'm telling you, when I look at... Um, just the level of, of all the mental problems that we're having and the mental capacity that, that, that people seem to be, uh, you know, just dropping the ball. It's just lack of preparation. We don't even want to talk about it, bro. Like, we, we don't even want to talk about it. So how are you going to move past it? Like, you, you can't keep saying over and over again that, you know, if you see gun violence, well, you know, it's a mental thing. I mean... How, how long do you get to use that? On a global scale, on a national scale, on a community scale, prepare, be prepared for anything. But even on a family scale and, and on a personal scale, there's one thing we all have in common. We have to have a relationship with ourselves. So my grandfather used to say, make sure you establish a great relationship with yourself because you're the only one you know for sure that you're going to always be with. So if, if you don't take it, so if you don't prepare you, right, to go out and be 1% better, if you don't prepare you to be able to overcome adversity, you know, the best way to get out of something is you got to go through it, right? So if you don't put in that type of preparation on the front end, just in your daily life for you, how, how, how do we win, man? How do we win? Because without preparation, there is no consistency and there is no success. It's not going to happen. So, you know, you've heard me say that within my household, uh, with my kids, um, I did everything I could to prepare them for the game of life based on the information that I had, the environment that I was in. So I gave them, you know, and, and, and I've always tried to help them to understand that I'm giving you 20 years more knowledge, 30 years more knowledge than you have. You, you know, I have some life experiences you don't have. You're not there yet. But my job is to cut into your learning curve. So if you can get what I'm giving you right now, there's there's some mistakes that I made you will not make. There was there's some stumbling blocks that tripped me up you will not have. But to me, that, that's real preparation.
because and it's preparation to grow, right? Because think about it. If our kids can learn from our past mistakes, pick the ball up from where we have carried the ball, shouldn't the ball move further down the field? I mean, bullying isn't a new thing, right? Mental illness isn't a new thing. Race relations is not a new thing. But when I take a look, if I step back and look at everything, I'm like, man, we're still in the same place. How's that possible? Well, you got to be open to the possibilities, right? Mm-hmm. So, so if, 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 if I'm giving you information and trying to prepare you for your next thing, you've got to be open to that. You know, I, I think so many times what happens is we think things are going to look a certain way, feel a certain way, or taste a certain way, and therefore we miss the opportunities. Like we, we just walk right past them every single time. But I think that's the lack of being prepared. You know, as, as an entrepreneur, um, bro, I'm coming up on 25 years. And sometimes when I think of that, I go, man, a quarter of a century, that's, that's a lot, right? But if I, if I really think about how I've been able to, to kind of keep standing is I keep working on being prepared. A, I love what I do. So I continually try to look at what I do, keep the love there, keep the passion there, uh, keep the growth there, uh, look at ways that I can help people be better. So I'm constantly saying, how do I get better at doing what I say I love? So I'm staying prepared. You know, when you when you work with a lot of young people, they keep you on your toes. <laughs> because for me, I got to model the behavior, right? So I have to lead with my life. So when you're around a bunch of young people, and if you mean what you say, right, and you say what you mean, you're going to stay prepared. Because, brother, they ask you some questions. They come out of left field. I mean, they're on it, right? And then when you work with corporations, that's a whole other thing that you got to be prepared. Because it's changing. The dynamics are changing. The people that they're employing are totally different than the people they employed 20 years ago. Like, so how do you say, so to me, without preparation, man. So you, so you've had 25 years of preparation as an entrepreneur and somebody that works with other businesses and interacts and and leads other business leaders. Um, And then from a personal standpoint, there are things that you do to prepare yourself for the day, for, uh, you know, whatever challenges you might face, whatever opportunities you might have. Right. There's kind of some base level things it sounds like maybe that you do to prepare yourself. Yeah, you know what one of the things for me like like and, and you've heard me say this on the show many times is the the biggest preparation tool for me is setting my agenda. Like just just kind of knowing what I'm playing for. Like when I wake up, I got to know what I'm playing for, bro. Because if you don't, you take plays off. You know, most people just sit around and let things happen over and over again. For me, I want to make things happen. And the way to make things happen is, what are you playing for today, Almond? What, what are you going after today? That keeps me focused. It keeps me from wasting time. So, so know what you love and know what you're playing for. Um, sometimes those things aren't so obvious, or maybe they are obvious, but we're just so distracted. And there's so much noise out there that it's tough to, to mm-hmm. know exactly what... Mm-hmm. Those things are. What about in those situations? See, but I think I think that's the key to really knowing what you love, right? It's 
It's who are you giving your time to and where are you getting your information from? So for me, it's all about how do I stay positive? Because if you're a positive thinker, it's hard to be a positive thinker and not figure out what you love. It's very hard. Because if I'm thinking positively, that means that I'm around people with lots of energy that are passionate about what they do, that are, that are I promise you, they are into serving others. You understand what I'm saying? We'll call it your purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, your purpose, almost you're magnetized to people. Like kind of pay attention to that is what, is that what you're saying? Like, yeah. Because other people will, will either waste or kind of... Uh, add value to your time one, yeah. or, one or the other. Well, I, mean, I don't know if that's a fair way to look at it. It's well, I think I think black and white. I think I think a way to look at it is is you're trying to attract the things that you want in your life, right? And the best way to attract those things is to be those things. So if if I want to be a positive person, you know, and I want to attract positive people, then I got to work on that daily. You know, I got to get to the end of my day and at least be able to write down one great thing that happened today, right? Doesn't have to be a big thing. It could be a little thing. But the more that I can write down, the more that I can find something that happened that was like, yeah, okay, you won that. The closer I'm getting to be a positive thinker every single day. And so so when I look back and go, you know, I'm constantly taking phone calls from from, from clients and, and, and from kids and 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 I've asked the question, like, dude, why do you guys call me? Coach, we know what we're getting. See, I, I think that's one of the greatest compliments you can you can give someone is like, I know what I'm getting when I call you because you 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 model the behavior, you walk the talk, you're not gonna tell me what I want, you're just gonna tell me the truth. And I think as a leader, what's better than that? Well, it, what comes to mind for me too is is your soil, oh. and you know, I mean, if so, whether it's who you spend your time with, or you could be spending your time by yourself, but what 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 are the nutrients that you're putting into your soil, or or are you pouring gasoline on the soil and, <laughs> well, and killing everything? Well, because because fertile soil is everything, right? If you if you're trying to get something to grow, and and part of that is you know being an old farm boy, sometimes you know. Not sometimes, all the time. You got to work the land first. Like you got to get it ready to be able to receive what it is you're getting ready to plant, right? And sometimes that ground's very hard and you got to tiller it up. And you you on the back of that tiller and I mean that plow and, and, and you working that land. Sometimes you got to pick some rocks up out of it. There's some stones, there's some sticks, there's some roots in there. But in your head, you got to go, this is worth it, Right. It, it's worth me doing this work on the front end. This person is worth it. It's worth me helping them pick the stones up, throw the sticks away. And then you get it to where, okay, it's a nice row. And it's just like we like it. So now let's start planting some things. And let's start nurturing some things. Let's start watering some things, right? But you don't just walk out and the ground is nice and you plant the seed. I mean, I think, again, that's the preparation part. Nobody wants to prepare the soil. Like everybody, like this whole trans, this this portal thing in college sports, it's making me nuts because nobody wants to prepare the soil. Everybody just wants to come. I want to come right out of high school. I want to play as a true freshman. 
because everybody's told me that I'm great. Yeah, you. but you didn't just point the finger at the coaches or the staff. You pointed the fingers at the individual. Yes. At the athlete. And that's I mean, who, but that's you're who not John pointing is. the finger, but you're, yeah, you're but, saying, look, do you want to get better? That, that's who job it is. Do you want to do you want to succeed or not? Look, I can tell you as a student athlete, I feel like the real role of a student athlete, A, is you crush the classroom because you get to own that. You you own that. Because you have access to the teachers, you got access to the study stuff, you can get tutors. That, that should be a no-brainer. But the second part of that student athlete, that athletic part, you you got one job. And that job is when practice is over, that coach is either talking to his other coaches, he could be talking to himself, but he's got he, he's going, I gotta put that kid in the game. Like that, like that kid gotta play. Like, I don't know where we're going to put him, but we're going to put him somewhere. That, that's, that's, you got to leave no doubt. So if you're not leaving any doubt, that tells me that you're not preparing the soil. Like, you didn't work the soil. You didn't prepare. You, you didn't show up in shape. You didn't show up with the fundamentals. You don't work on those things, but yet you want to be successful. You want to shoot threes, but you can't dribble? Come on now. So to me, it's like, why aren't we working the soil, man? Why, why aren't we preparing the soil to be able to receive the right stuff so it can grow? Yeah, and life is changing so oh. radically fast beyond, I mean, millions and millions of miles an hour, right? But but just practically speaking, you, you, you get in a car accident on the way to practice or yes you know you get a call that your grandparent just died or what like life is moving coach bro it ebbs and flows and it don't care who you i'm telling you something about life brother it shows up for everyone you could be going through the worst day of your life and you look outside bro nobody don't care cars are still driving going where they're going you walk into the store people still shopping people over there laughing i mean that's life. If you can't deal with adversity, ah, it's gonna, it ain't going to be fun. And, and the reality of the situation is, if, if we're being honest, right? When you leave here, when you, when you leave this earth, when it first happened, you know, there's people in your immediate family, they're going to crumble. They're going to cry. I mean, they, you know, they're they going to go through it. And then in a couple of days or in a week, they're going to prepare for you to go. They're going to feed the people probably that show up. And there's going to be some people that's like, you know, yeah, I mean, I can't believe that, right? And then the people you love the most, in about a month, you know, they, they, they still may be down a little bit, moping. But about six months or so, they're going to learn to smile again. They're going to learn to smile again. And then they're going to start having some good memories about what happened? But bro, in a year or two, man, they gone. You, you, they ain't thinking about you as much as they were, right? So all the people that you've spent your entire life living for, because that's what we do, right? We try to live for other people. Man, they done forgot about you and done moved on. So that's why it's important for you to prepare yourself 
and live for the most important part. You. Are you living? Are you living for you? Are you giving everything you can to be the best version of you? Because all that stuff we say we love, all those people we say we love, when we gone, bro, oh, man, come on. It moves on. I know that because January 6, 2015, when my mom left here, I thought, man, look here, I, I, I ain't going to never be happy again. It took first year, dude, I didn't even get out of bed on her birthdays. What were you focused on? When it initially happened, what I was focused on was I'm alone. You see what I'm saying? I, I, I'm alone. And what I realized after 18 months, 24 months, what I realized is she's never left me. She gave me all this stuff. It's all on the inside of me. At the, at the end of the day, commitments have been made, obligations. I mean, dude, you land here on her birthday, you got to go work. Like, that's what she taught you to do. There's people depending on you. There's bridges that need to be built. You've been prepared for this moment. Bro, that's where I had to get to. That's where I had to get to. And that's why this thing of preparation is so important to me. Because what I suddenly realized was, man, I've been prepared my whole life for this. My whole life. My whole life, I was prepared to be a servant leader. So I just had to go out and do it. Your joy, your energy, your positive thought process is motivated by the way you serve other people and the fact that you serve other people because you're not doing it from a place of uh, focus on yourself. You're not focused on yourself. I think that's the key. Yeah. It's like you're focused on other people and energy can flow through you. Yes, because it's not mine anyway. Bro, the information ain't mine anyway. I got to give it away. I mean, at... Think of it this way, bro. If, if you literally stunt your growth as an individual, I truly believe you just stunted someone else's growth. Because there was something that you were supposed to do. There was a brick you were supposed to put into the foundation or you were supposed to put the railing on the bridge and then you came up short and didn't do that. And now this person can't get across. Or as many people that could have gotten across can't get across because the bridge ain't as strong because you skimped out on the foundation. That's, that's, that's what I truly believe. Like if you play small, how do, how do any of us win? If you play small. When you, when you are looking at life and opportunities to serve people, do you ever exclude people? You don't have to. You know what I've always said? I let people select themselves in or out. See, when you are a positive person doing things for the right reason at the right time at the right moment, you, you don't have to exclude anybody. They'll know. Bro, see, here's the beautiful thing about it, brother. I was the guy who, and I, and I learned this, man, because I, I, great mentors. I just had great mentors. And I think I may have told you this story before where when I was at AT&T, 
you know, working, there was this there was this guy named Richard Valentine. And you know him because you played ball with his son, I think you said. Mm-hmm. And and I used to see Mr. Valentine, man, he was a big old brother. Man, this brother was big. And he'd walk in there, man, you know, he's got a suit on his tie, just looking good. And you could just tell that this guy knew who he was. Like, to be honest, I I never seen an African American executive. And and here it was Mr. Valentine doing his thing. So one day, and his wife, ironically, Donna Williams, was my boss. And, you know, and and, and I was, you know, training and, 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 and teaching people, you know, at AT&T. So I go up to Mr. Valentine one day and, and I just started talking to him. And, I, you know, I just started asking him questions. Lo and behold, he was one of the first four African-Americans to integrate VMI. He played football there, Virginia Military Institute. He was one of the first four brothers. So you know he was a bad man. You know what I mean? And what Mr. Valentine told me was, he said, when you leave here today, what I want you to do is I want you to buy yourself a briefcase. And I don't care what you put in the briefcase. I just want you to buy it. He says, and when you hit this campus, when you, when you come into work, I want you to grab that briefcase and I want you to walk across this courtyard like you got purpose. He says, anytime somebody's trying to steal your time with some negative stuff, you just look them in the eye and say, hey, man, I'd love to talk to you, but I'm busy. And keep right on walking. I still have that briefcase today. And I, man, dude, I became one of the youngest executives there. Bro, I used to walk across the lobby. Come on, man, I'm... I got to go. And so what I've learned was you don't have to exclude people. You let them select themselves out. And you let them select themselves out by their behavior. Not by yours. Because, see, I'm going to do what I do. And you either roll with me or get rolled over. But ask, ask my athletes. You know, every week, you know, they'll show up and go, God, coach, you know, one of these days, you know, we want, I, I'm not changing. I don't have to change this because it's right. Is right. And so if you want to learn it the right way, if you want to build a strong foundation, if you want to know how it is to be prepared for everything, then you keep showing up and this is what we're going to do. Now, if this doesn't work for you, then maybe this isn't the place. So I just believe you don't have to exclude anyone. People will select themselves out. People select themselves out all the time, G-Money. Think about it. You think about how many times you've tried to give your services or help someone grow or whatever, and they decide that, ah, that's not what I need. You you didn't fire them, right? You didn't tell them to go. You didn't exclude them. They select themselves out. And that's what we have to do. Let people select themselves out, man. See, but what I find most people do is they want everybody to like them. So they try to make people comfortable even when they know it's wrong. Now, man, I'm trying to make you uncomfortable. I'm trying to see how hungry you are. Do you really want to be here? That's preparation, bro. So I know you have strong opinions uh, in general, but, <laughs> uh, but when it comes to, let's go back to that starter where, you know, we're talking about gun control or we're talking about global issues or, you know, 
government related issues, who's running for office, right. or what they're saying next, or all that jazz. What about all that, Coach? I mean, how do you, how do you prepare yourself to handle what's going on around you? Or do you do you ignore it? Here's what I I can only tell you what Coach does, right? So what I do is, first of all, I know who I am as a person. So I'm not interested in what you have to say. Like, so if you're a politician and you're saying certain things, what I'm interested in is what are you doing? Like, have, have you done it? Like, again, it goes back to anybody can talk a good game. But as an athlete, we know that sooner or later you have to play. So it's the same thing with gun control. You know, it's the same thing with bullying. It's the same thing with, with mental illness. At the end of the day, what are you doing? Like, we, we can talk about this thing all day, race relations all day, but I don't have time to continue to say the same things over and over about those issues. At some point, we have to do. So, yeah, I ignore a lot of it. <laughs> because you've proven to me, right, the situation has proven to me that they're not going to work at it. So, so why should I give it time? Why should I give it energy? What I should do is give energy and time to give information to people who really want it, who really putting forth the effort to be better. But, but that's real preparation. See, preparation is you're not going to get me with the banana in the tailpipe because I'm going to do my research. I'm going to do the work. I'm going to turn the soil. You see what I'm saying? See, because... My time, once I give it, I can't give it back. I can't get it back. And I know that as a person. Remember earlier in the show, we talked about this thing starts in the individual, right? So that's where I keep it. I keep it on me. What, what am I doing? How, how am I really affecting change? How am I affecting change? That's why we still talk about Dr. King and Malcolm X and Gandhi and Marcus Garvey because they did it. <laughs> they weren't just talking about it. James Baldwin did it. So that's how I maintain my power by being stingy with my time, by being prepared, by setting my agenda. If we also talked about the end, right? We talked about how you leave this world, and um, I think it's a, a pretty outstanding place to, to start when you talk about preparation. Yes. I, I think you're right on you know, the, the money there. When, when you think of anything that you're getting ready to do, how do you want it to... It's a question you asked early to me and, and to most executives. You know, what do you want the outcome to be? Uh, and, I, and so you know, I'm in improv comedy. I got a show tonight doing improv comedy. I did a couple of performances. It's pretty obvious what you want right. the end to be in a, in a performance type thing. And, and, you know, if you're playing a sport, you know, you can think about, okay, what, what, what feeling do I want to have right. when I'm taking my shoes off at right. the end of the performance? Right, right, or right. Or pulling, you know, taking the helmet off, whatever. What is the feeling that I want, that I want to have? And then to go back to serving people right. throughout the experience, you know, how am I helping other people? Well, but see, I think I think you can you can ask that same question about your life. Like like when, when you encounter another person, right? What do you want that outcome to be? Do you want them to be better 
from that encounter or worse? Do you want them to say, wow, I'm glad I ran into this guy or not? Do you want it to be a fleeting moment or do you want it to be a real memory? See, those, are th those things are important to me because I, I feel like if I'm in your space for five seconds, I can make a difference. I can make a difference. If, if we think about most of the things that we enjoy, that we find great and fascinating, all happen out of a quote or a story that lasted less than a minute and it inspired someone to be better. It inspired someone to do something that would make a situation better. So we all have an opportunity every single day because to me, th these are all moments. And in these moments, you can do a lot. You can do a lot. You know, j just got back from Jamaica a few weeks ago uh, on a boat, got off, walked through Margaritaville, headed to the street, literally in a one-minute moment. Someone saw my everyday game there shirt, took a picture with me. A week later, I'm getting an email about speaking for them. It was literally like a moment, a one-minute encounter. So goes back to being prepared. You know, I knew my craft. So you, you, you asked about my everyday game day shirt. I'm going to tell you. I can tell you in 20 seconds. That's how we live. All you have is a day. You got to lace it up. We're playing the biggest game of all, life. And when you think of creating change or, or inspiring change, that's all it is. I mean, it's, it's as simple as that. Regardless of what's happening around you, in that moment that you're in, being present right now, being able to say, I'm going to drive this deep. I'm going to, I'm going to fertilize this soil. I'm going to continue to invest and, and pour out onto others because I'm coming from a place that has that to offer. I of think, abundance. Yeah, I think, I think that's where you have a, a sense of maybe inadequacy or defeat where you don't understand truly what's inside of you. Yeah. Man, I'm coming from a place where my cup truly is running over. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I got lots of it. Yeah. I, I can give it away. Yeah. Like, like, think about it. You, you know, you just, you just finished a play and you're doing improv. And in a split second, you know, especially when you're doing your play, you can move someone to tears in a split second because you believe at that moment that what you're doing and how you say it and, and how it translates to others is so real that a person's like, oh, right? That's life. That's why I know it's possible. But you got to be prepared, man. You got to stop letting things happen. We got to stop let, letting things happen. We got to do it. We got we to stop it. What do you mean by that? What I mean is every day there's another shooting. Every day there's another racial thing. Every day there's another bullying thing. Every day there, there's something that I go, how, how long? How, how long do we just keep letting this happen? Because it's on all of us, right? Like, think about it. If, if everybody really wanted to make that change or make that different, and, and in your life you said, I'm going to start preparing, 
this soil that these things do not happen, right? It would stop. If, if every person would help one person, no one would ever need help. So if you wanted these things to stop, then start with you. Then start with you. Then, then, then live that. It would stop. That's why I keep saying this, this isn't hard, man. It's, it's just, we got to stop letting things happen. We got to start making things happen. Make them flow the way you want them to flow. You and I both, we, we live it every day. We're entrepreneurs, brother. Now, if, it, it, I don't know about you, but if I just let things happen in my business, I'm going to be real hungry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be real well, hungry. Well, because if you're not prepared and you're not focused, you will create more problems just by being you. There it is. If you, if you haven't invested in yourself, poured the right stuff in, hello, and you just go out and you just start trying to burn through the fields. Not going to happen. Yeah. You're going to miss the art of possibilities. That's why it has to start with you. Well, I don't know what else we can say about that one, Coach, <laughs> other than uh, we got every week we do uh, quick tips, and uh, yes. we got a chance to do that today with preparation. What are your quick tips, Coach? One quick tip. Start with the end in mind. Start with the end in mind. What, what do you plan for? Why do you wake up? What moves you? What drives you? What do you want the outcome of the day to be? How does it look to you? Just start with that in mind. When you wake up, what does it look like? When you get to the end of the day, what did it look like? If you can do that, now I can play for it. Just keep turning the saw, man. You got to just keep, keep tilling the saw. Turn it up. Pick the stones up, move the sticks. You know, sometimes you find nice little artifacts. Things that are worth a lot. You just got to keep working the land, brother. That's what it's all about. That's what it is to be prepared. It's not always going to be pretty either. No. So, you know, no. last time I checked, fertilizer is not made out of uh, no, rose baby. petals. And- uh uh-uh. <laughs> No, that's going to smell, brother. It's some stinky stuff. That's going to smell. And you're going to get some on you. Yeah. If you're doing it right, <laughs> you're going to get some on you. But we have to keep pushing. I mean, we, we, we have to figure out how to be the best versions of ourselves. And only we can do that. No one else can do it. Invest in yourself. Read more. Learn more. Grow more name of the game it's the almond gunner experience i'm greg dorsey with the almond gunter well you know as always we want to thank you guys for tuning in because you guys make the show what it is and as we like to say every day is game day gunner out <laughs>